We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stacy Dales, NFL Network correspondent. Here at Hallis Hall, as expected, continued buzz around the quarterbacks, especially when it comes to the 11th overall pick, Justin Fields. Breaking down the latest from the Bears beat and news from around the NFL. George McCaskey and the Chicago Bears have a lot of digging to do. They need to do a good job this time around. New head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus. Where, where do we even start? Start at HITS? Do we start at the HITS acronym? Former WNBA All-Star. And the ball stolen away. Didn't see her coming, and Perkins gets the clean steal over to Dales. Easy land. Stacy Dales off a beautiful feed from Elaine Powell. Stacy Dales with Mully and Haw on 670 to score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. It's always fun to talk to Stacey Dale. She joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Stacey, good morning. How are you? What's up, guys? Doing awesome. It's divisional week, and uh, we're like, I don't know, four weeks from the Super Bowl, so I'm kind of pumped right now. <laughs> I got to tell you, I you know, you covered – the single most impactful play that we saw in the playoffs. You were uh, in Cincinnati and we saw the Ravens get down to the goal line and the ball slapped out of the quarterback's hands. And next thing you know, he Mm -hmm. is lumbering and rumbling and that touched. (laughs) That was unbelievable because that that's a 14 point swing. Sam Hubbard got up to 17 miles per hour. That's awesome. That's hilarious, David, that you said that because when I was in the locker room after Jamar Chase, all he cared about was that his Madden rating and his speed went up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, so when that play happened, guys, you could almost feel um, Paycor Stadium levitating. Like, it was unbelievable. And this is, like, on the heels of that Jacksonville game the night before. I, I had to go to sleep because I have such a long and early day on Sundays. But uh, we had just an amazing weekend in the wild card round in the NFL. So it was really cool. And Sam Hubbard, we all grabbed him. Every media entity was like, I love those moments too, because when you're on the field with a player who doesn't get all the glory, and it's a guy like Sam who's from Cincinnati, he grew up there. It's just a, it, it's a, it's a real um, raw emotion that comes out of a player. So it was a great moment. Stacey, we'll get to the Bear stuff in a moment, but you're headed to Philadelphia this weekend for Giants-Eagles, and that's a great matchup as well because of obviously the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. That's the big storyline. But the Giants being there and what Brian Dable has done in year one has a lot of people in Chicago looking on with envy because of the way that he has handled Daniel, Daniel Jones. 
first-year mm-hmm. head coach, and now they are in the playoffs after winning a big game in Minnesota. Which is which? Are they the biggest surprise left in the playoffs to you? How how do you describe what the Giants have been able to do in Dable's first year? Yeah, David, I think the Jacksonville Jags are a pretty big surprise too. But <clears throat> the Giants um, stopped surprising me when I when I literally had a couple of their games because I was around their team. And the thing about Dave's is he's just such a he truly looks at what the opponent does and. He completely curtails his game plan around it. So, like, Minnesota's passing defense and everything they do in terms of what, you know, the, their trajectory defensively this season, which has, unfortunately for them, gone downhill, he, he attacked it. And that's he goes in and beats Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, right? So, the thing that I'm concerned about Eagles, the Eagles in this game, is they face each other, obviously, in the regular season twice because of the division. And they won both of those games, Philly did. And it's really hard to – you're almost better if you split, you know, because uh, you got one, we got one. Well, well, now the Giants come in with this – they have this loosey-goosey attitude, but they're so well-prepared. So I think it's going to be just like a smash-mouth type game on Saturday night. So, I, you know, the Eagles, this isn't going to be easy for them. We know Jalen has been dealing with that right shoulder, um, his throwing shoulder, and – we never know, i.e. Lamar Jackson, we never really know the severity of injuries. That is rarely revealed. Um, and so, you know, he, uh, Hurt said this week, well, you know, I've always got a bounty out against me. Well, yeah, he's going to have definitely his, his head is going to be like on a swivel because that giant de- defense is really good. Yeah, I mean, they shocked the uh, the Vikings and they, they – um... That defensive line was the reason, right? Uh, Loris mm-hmm. and Thibbet. I mean, that, those guys really played well in that game. And you look at this now, and I know that um, that Hurts isn't even on the injury list, but, yeah. you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do against that front and, and how, uh, how, the, um, how healthy are the, are the uh, Eagles on the other side of the ball as well. Yeah, Lane Johnson is supposed to come back at some point, Molly. Right. I don't know when, but you know he's he's an All Pro for a reason this year. He got you know as Nick Sirianni says, he believes he's the best tackle, not just a right tackle or a left tackle, but the best tackle in the game. So they have to get him back. And on the other side, Ojolari's injured, and you know, but they're really good. They're good up front. Um, I love this time of year. You know, the, the thing that stands out about this time of year, guys, for me is. And it's just, it's the intangibles of the locker room. You go into, I was in, you know, covering the Bengals this week. And I, obviously I I had both teams and the Ravens and the Ravens are going through a a hell of a lot of stuff right now with Lamar Jackson, more than we understand, I think. So um, you then walk into the Bengals locker room and they feel tighter than their Super Bowl run team last year. Locker room chemistry is absolutely essential. It do not underestimate it. And the brotherhood that exists within a team and the confines of a team is, is really unique at this time of year. And all these teams still standing, they have it. So it's who makes the fewest mistakes on the weekend advances. And that's to me what it always comes down to turnovers. I mean, Baltimore is just at that game. They had two turnovers and one of them was a 98 record setting uh, touchdown return for Sam Hubbard. So um, you know, if I if I'm a team that didn't make the playoffs, I'm like, how the heck do I get the chemistry on this team to go up and up and up and start building it in the off season? So, Stacy, back here in Chicago with the Bears, Tuesday felt like a monumental day at Hallis Hall. 
What yeah. was your biggest takeaway from Kevin Warren's introduction? Ooh, where do I start? So the first thing I would say is I would give a shout out to the Chicago beat, David, because this beat leaves no stone unturned. If you missed it, just go back and watch it. I mean, they got you covered, the beat, because they're going to ask every single question. And, and the transparency that came out of Kevin Warren and, you know, George McCaskey was awesome. I was extremely impressed, and it's not shocking because I've known Kevin and was there for many years in Minnesota. I mean, he spent 15 years with the Minnesota Vikings. When you are in his presence, you feel greatness. I think he looks to do things at an extraordinary, extraordinarily high level. Um, you know, this is a guy, if you go back and just look at his track record, he won a Super Bowl with the Rams back in 2000, <laughs> like, with Dick Vermeil, like he's been around greatness. And the thing that's really cool is he's been every stop that he has been, it's been no fewer than three years. So he goes from the Rams, wins the Super Bowl with them. He goes to the Lions for three years. Then he jumps on ship with the Vikings and he's there for 15 years. And I remember that transition to U.S. Bank Stadium. I remember the things that were in the workings because you know, I, I was reporting on the Vikings all the time because they were really good. They went to the playoffs a lot. And I remember covering games at the University of Minnesota in like sub-degree temperatures and 40-degree wind chills because that's where they had to play. And then I remember covering the Super Bowl at U.S. Bank Stadium when everything was finalized and it was brilliant. He was a part of all of that. And now the Bears get him. And I love the fact that they got an outside guy right? Or had it been a gal, like somebody on the outside coming in to put a really um, honorary touch on the transition to now a new stadium. And that was the other takeaway, guys, like they are going to Arlington. Like there's no more, you know, can we please stay at Soldier? Let, let's make another push to stay at Soldier Field. No, they're going to Arlington. And the fact that he went out there one day on his own volition just to take a look at it, as he alluded to in his press conference, I thought was awesome. Um, and, and obviously he, he has such a gravitas for changing things and evolving things. I and mean, what he has done at the big 10, what he did in Minnesota. And then he's been around greatness. He's won a super bowl. So, and he has a relationship by the way with Justin Fields, which is really cool. So like, this is, I think all the stars are aligning for the Chicago bears right now. You know, it, it's really interesting because he talked a, a couple of things that j jumped out at me, just kind of getting to the little things, you know, doing that sort of thing. Because I think it's been a problem, frankly, for the Bears uh, over the years. Um, and, and I really enjoyed just sort of his style of leadership, right? I mean, talking about yeah. meeting with everybody and telling them, hey, if you were part of the family, what would you change? I, I like that kind of taking responsibility type stuff, right? I like that idea. Yeah. I, I'm with you, Molly, and I watched the press conference, mm -hmm. and I went through after with my um, my orange highlighter for the Bears in honor of Bears. <laughs> and, you know, I highlighted the word detailed and methodical at least a handful of times. And those are and, and the reason I say that is to your point, Molly, like those are the things he believes in. But then I highlighted the words integrity and honor. And I trust that because I've met Kevin and I've been around him and his energy is of a good person. And when he said, I remember the quote, I want to create an environment where they are, the staff are comfortable to share. That's critical because 
you can't come in and take over a job as the president and CEO, which is basically, that's the top dog right there. I mean, as far as business affairs go, that's the top dog. You know, you've got your GM, Ryan Poles, who's the highest ranking official on the personnel side. And now you've got uh, Mr. Warren, who's the highest ranking official, basically on the business side. And he wants to sit down at the table and be receptive to what you guys want. And that's how leadership, that's good leadership. Good leadership is not, they don't, you know, come down and dictate on people. It becomes a conversation and a learning process. And so, like, to your point, Molly, these are all really good indications that hiring this person, a person who is a good person and who who wants to know what the fans want. The other thing I took away was he he went to the Bears-Eagles game this year. And he, he wanted to have a fan experience. So he parked in the parking garage. You know, when, you, when you've had the levels of success of somebody like Warren and you also want to get into the shoes of a fan and the experience of a fan, uh, to me, that there's a humility in that. And I, am, I love humble people. I love stories of, you know, starting from nowhere and, and then coming up and, you know, he talked about a car accident that he had when he was a little little boy and how it nearly ended his his ability to walk. Like, those are really, really beautiful things to share. And I'm just really glad that, you know, this was a hire that feels good for everybody because, you know, just knowing Kevin Warren, it, it's um, I think it's a great thing for the Bears. So, Stacey, I asked Kevin this yesterday during the press conference. I want to ask you the same type of question. Yeah. So how does all of that – it's great because he's he's powerful, he's got command, he's got the gravitas, but how does that leadership style eventually lead to more victories on the field? How does the leadership of the Bears team president affect the product on Sunday afternoon? Well, it's a, da- it's a daily effect, David, and it's a great question, and it's culture. It is, you know, when you're led by really good people who have the right intentions and and it's change. I mean, nothing, certainly nothing against Ted Phillips. I mean, Ted has done this for a long time and I I really appreciate the way the Bears are evolving and transitioning this process for both he and Kevin. But um, this is a new change. He brings a different outlook and his track record speaks to that. So he's had proven success, but he's done it in a way that's a really good way. His reputation is really strong, not just in the NFL, but in the college level. So now he can have a pulse on, and the way he talks to people, this is a man, when you speak to him, he looks you in the eye directly. He remembers your names. When when he, you know, you could not see him for 10 years and he would remember your name. There's going to be an imprint culturally, David, that I believe will have, an immediate effect on this entire staff and it's a positive effect and which is always important for growth. Stacy, I want to get back to the playoffs this weekend and in particularly the team you just covered, the Bengals going in to Buffalo and the oh. idea that DeMar Hamlin uh, went out to the facility last week. Will he be at the game is a big question, but just that, that kind of storyline given what we witnessed uh, at the end of the season, and then, of mm-hmm. course, him now out of the two different hospitals and, and into a, a different uh, mode of recovery. Just an extraordinary story. Two teams that shared that event and what that will be like this weekend. Yeah, Molly, I don't know if you could write 
if you could even put this into um, a Hollywood movie, because it, it, it's so unusual, but it's so beautiful the way it's all culminated. And, you know, being in the Bengals locker room after the game, of course, we were all asking, you know, what are your thoughts on a, a very emotional, perhaps, return to face the Buffalo Bills, who who are, you know, they've, they've now become stark rivals, right? Because they're both really good and they have both really good quarterbacks. And um, I, I think the reality is that my takeaway is obviously everybody's just so delighted, beyond delighted, that DeMar Hamlin has been in his recovery now. And who knows, may, may, will he even play football again? Possibly. Um, I would anticipate he would be there in some capacity, though that may be too emotional for him because it's such a big game and it's such a big moment. But, you know, the players, they, they go from that on to game planning. And the, the truth of it is, is all of this took place in the first quarter of that football game two weeks ago or three weeks ago um, on Monday Night Football. And they have an entire playbook they didn't even tap into. So, I think there's this era of, for both teams, we didn't show you anything, you didn't show us anything, so it's like fresh. Forget the fact that we didn't play the game, now we're playing for the first time this season. So that kind of be, would be my approach going into it. Although, of course, it will be emotional because of the moment that both teams shared on that field. So what is your gut feeling, Stacy, about Tom Brady's future, Aaron Rodgers' future? I don't know <laughs> if they're tied together, <laughs> But I do think that everyone's got an opinion. What's yours? Yeah, these are better conversations to have drinks over, David. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, Tom Brady's never going to retire, okay? It's never happening. It's not possible. I mean, I, I, I don't ever see it. I, I, I just can't. Um, gosh, he's 45 years old. I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers will come back. My gut feeling is that he'll come back because when I was there in the Detroit game in week 18, he alluded to the idea in his press conference, guys, that they obviously miss Devontae Adams. They need they need more talent, I would say. But he, he thought that a couple of the rookies were, you know, next year would be the start, really the start for them. So now that he's got a kind of a, uh, a, a I don't know, a dirty, you know, year one with some of these rookies because it wasn't pretty. Um, that might entice him. But I don't think if Gutekunst goes out, their general manager, and gets him a, a premium, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins type, De- a Devontae Adams type receiver, he'll be very pleased. Um, he said Pat, on Pat McAfee this week that he still hadn't made a decision. They'd had some really long, good conversations. Um, it was kind of funny when I was there the day after reporting, I bumped into one high ranking official with the Packers and I'm like, you guys have to want this process to go quickly. And he looked at me and he smiled and he started laughing. He's like, yeah, we do, but they have to wait on Aaron. And he said, well, we just hope he's in the country. We can get a hold of him because (laughs) he leaves the the country. He gets the hell out of Dodge. I mean, is he going to go do ayahuasca or whatever it's called? I never know. I don't know. I don't know. And then Tom, Tom's probably going to go to some like, you know, um, with all due respect, vegan seminar somewhere. And on an island he owns. On an island he owns and rebrand TV 12, which by the way, I I buy it, man. Have you, if you ever want some good protein powder, TV 12 protein powder is off the charts. It is so good. Good Yeah, it's really good. So. Yeah, I you know, I I said to David, like, 
when you heard Aaron Rodgers say that he could be an MVP, you didn't say anything about winning the title, right? It was just a little too kind of zeroed in on Aaron Rodgers. But maybe yeah. maybe that's that's too many of uh, those uh, moments in the in the uh, with the jungle weed or whatever the hell you call it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was an interesting season because as you, as we talk about every week when we jump on together, which is a highlight of my week, so thank you guys. Um, the NFC North has just been so weird this year, and Detroit ended up being the best team in the division. And they, you know, they beat Green Bay and could have very possibly beat, you know, whichever team they played because of the way they were playing. And now they're going to retain Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, because he wants to build the thing that they've already started building. So Detroit already am looking ahead to next year. They got, they got some good stuff going on there. You're right. It's so crazy, Stacy. Here we are. And yeah. there's, there's stories about, well, the Bears should trade Justin Fields. And then the, we don't know what's going on with the Packers and their quarterback. And Kirk Cousins, people want to run him out of Minnesota yeah. after fourth and And the only eighth. sure thing. The only sure thing is, is the, the Lions. Is the guy that was never going to be a part of their future. Jared the placeholder. Yeah. yeah. How weird. <laughs> It is weird. It is weird. And I, I, I know there's going to be hyperbole, okay? Like, hey, put write that word on everybody's mirror when you get up in the morning as we go into draft season, hyperbole, okay? Put the definition under it. That's what, that's what draft season's all about. Uh, the Bears love Justin Fields, okay? Are they going to entertain every possibility with their currently eight picks in the draft? Yeah, of course. But – I just I do not see this changing as far as the trajectory of where they're going with Justin Fields. And I'm looking at Jalen Hurts right now, and I'm looking at his numbers from his first season in 2020 to now three years later in 2022. He went from a one and three record as a starter with all the Wentz drama to an eight and seven starter the next season. He is 14 and one this year. His completion percent is pushing 70% this year. His passer rating is the second best, I believe, in the NFL, which, as you guys hear me say every week, passer rating is nothing more than quarterback efficiency throwing the ball. So I didn't even mention running it, right? He's got 13 rushing touchdowns, I think it is, this season. So, like, I am looking at that model for Justin Fields and saying, what did they do? What did he do in the offseason, Jalen Hurts? to get that completion percentage from even last year, which was right around 60% to jump to 67% and his passer rating, a substantial jump from 87 to 102. That is like insane. That's great coaching. And I believe Justin Fields can get there next year because that would be, you know, his jump into year three. Justin Fields cannot just be the greatest football player ever. Maybe the greatest athlete in the history of sports. That, yes. was, that was hyperbole. I was just, I was, yes. I was trying yes. out hyperbole. Stacy, thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks, Stacy. Awesome, guys. Have an awesome week, and we'll talk to you next week. Safe travels. You got to practice hyperbole. It doesn't come naturally. It, <laughs> I think it comes so naturally to you. It's the easiest thing you've ever done. <laughs> It's Molly and Haas, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I mean, I'd always be, I'd always be open to something that's that's a fair, good deal. Um, I don't, to my knowledge, there's there's nothing in the works in that regard, but. Um, I love Chicago and and I'd always be open to, you know, open to having a dialogue for sure. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. That is the voice of Dylan Cease. He is uh, always open to a good fair deal. I don't know that he's going to get one. I don't think he's going to get one for the White Sox. Long-term contracts aren't what they do. No. Even though in this case they could make an exception to their rule. It's not a stated rule. It's just one that we know exists. Dylan Cease, if you could envision any young pitcher in the American League being worth that kind of investment, he would he would make it pay off. Well, you could envision making that argument. I mean, the reason you do something like that is to get him his money faster, and therefore he's willing to take less of it. But you'd have to pay him a lot of money, and I think. You should be willing to because he is a seriously good player. Yeah, I did not participate in the Zoom yesterday afternoon. I think it was up at House Hall. Was he on, on a video? Was it just audio? Did it, Do we know if he shaved? Oh, I, that's a good I, question. I was just wondering, has he shaved the mustache? Yeah, I heard it. I didn't see it. Would they it. give him a bonus if he did? Ooh, <laughs> he did not. He yeah. still is the mustachioed man. Is he? All right. Well, didn't know I that. like Dylan Cease. I like him a lot. And as I said to you, I got no problem with him choosing not to uh, to take part in the World Baseball Club. I am applauding that decision. Yeah. And you look at the number of innings he threw last year, 182. Mm-hmm. He made 32 starts. He was a guy that Steve Stone always said, boy, if he could stay healthy, look what's going to happen. He stayed healthy last year. Look what happened. This is somebody who had – a stellar season. You figure that he the best is yet to come if he can stay durable. And not pitching in the World Baseball Classic increases those chances. I'm all for that. Um, Northwestern Iowa, the game tonight has been postponed due to COVID in the Northwestern basketball program. Yeah, I saw that. There's still COVID out there. There's still COVID out there. COVID protocols, there mm. must have uh, had a situation flare up. You hope it's not widespread. And uh, that's a program that is having a pretty good season under Chris Collins. Surprising a little bit, but this is something that uh, did not see coming. Today's game postponed. Do they have a makeup date yet? I don't think so. I don't believe they announced that. Um, There is also really good romantic news coming out of Paris. There is. I think there's always good romantic news coming out of Paris. It's a little redundant. Romantic news out of Paris. Isn't all news out of Paris a little bit romantic? My, My brother took his daughter to Paris when she was 16 because I think it was Bruce Paltrow who said that he wanted Gwyneth 
to go to Paris for the first time with a man who would love her for the rest of his life. That's sweet. So that was, uh, I think somebody whispered that to my bro and gave him no hope. He had, okay, I'll take it. You know, what are you going to say? No, you're on your own. You got you to gotta step up. That's pressure. That, yeah. Yeah, but so. Derek Jones Jr. proposed to his fiance in front of the entire team, caught on video, and I think posted by ChicagoBulls.com, or at least on their Twitter feed, and she said yes. Not spoiler alert, she said yes. That's wonderful. I mean, you know, that'll be a happy thing that they can um, – I'm talking about, like, the engagement story that uh, that the, the two of them will share forever. That's a really fun uh, thing. It's a great origin story. No doubt about it. Did you see the yeah. Pistons part of that trip? Uh, the rookie, Jalen Duran, did not find his passport in time to make the trip – he lost his passport, youngest player in the NBA, reinforcing that image of being the youngest player in the NBA, unable to find his passport. Not sure if he will get to the game on time tomorrow. What time, Dustin? One forty-five, right here in the score. Correct? That's right. Okay. I, I, uh, I had a similar thing happen one time. <laughs> I was going to Panama, and I did not have my passport. The morning I was leaving – I couldn't find my passport, and I remembered that I had an earlier passport, but it was expiring, so I'd gotten a new one. For some reason, I still had it. I like, turned over a box in the middle of, of, my, uh, of my living room, and I went through it and found the old passport, and I went to Panama, but the passport expired while I was there, so coming back into the country was a little bit of a problem. You probably couldn't do that these days. It, it was a it was a much different time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a risky move. It was because what if what if you had considered the possibility of not being able to get back in, and what if you were stuck there indefinitely until you got your passport? I, I felt like I could talk my way. I could prove I'm a. I'm a U.S. citizen. But that doesn't get you through the I, Listen, I'm not the, saying the it was a well-thought-out. No, it was well not at out, all. But it worked. It, I got through it. It and worked. And they, they said to me as I was going out, hey, you realize this expires in like less than a week and you're going for 10 days. And I said, oh, I've decided to cut my trip early. <laughs> okay, because. But I didn't. So, you could have done that. In. They didn't say that was, anything. See, now, you'll never. So what you're trying to tell me here indirectly is that you will never be preaching at a podium about details. <laughs> oh, well, no. I mean, what happened was, if you must know, <laughs> okay, I had taken I had taken a story. trip with uh with a uh my girlfriend at the time. Uh-huh. She had been in my apartment and saw my passport for some reason thought it was hers. Didn't look at it, took it home to her apartment, and then when I went to look for it, I didn't have it. Oh, See what man, I'm saying? That's bad. So I, it was a rough one. That's bad. It was bad for the relationship. It was a bad move on her part, but it wasn't my fault because I had my passport out because I was leaving the country. Well, if that led to your eventual split, then I think it was a good no, thing. No, it didn't a lead blessing to in disguise. Other things led to okay, our eventual yeah. split. We don't need to go there. Things like that, yeah, okay. if you must know. <laughs> All right. Like a little bit more control in the world than I'm glad one we needs. I'm that cleared up. Yeah. So anyway, that that uh, that did happen. But what a great what a great uh, what a great story he'll have as to why he missed his first NBA game. If indeed that comes up, I I knew a guy that was here. My little cousin um, had a uh, friend of hers who came over here with um, you know one of those visas from Ireland to work the summer. And this dude 
was like overserved quite often, sadly. And he lost his passport. And then he another time lost his pa- twice. He lost his passport to the to the point where they would not issue him a passport. They gave him like they got him on the plane. They met him at the airport when he was leaving, but they wouldn't give him another passport because he had lost two of them on the trip here. I don't know how you do that twice. Well, I mean, this guy, he got on the L, and instead of heading toward Evanston, mm-hmm. he wound up going to the south side, and he woke up without shoes, without a passport, without a wallet. I mean, he, he must have been so inebriated. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, young people sometimes are experimenting with alcohol. Yeah, I know. But this guy, I, I mean, yeah. literally the shoes off his feet were missing. You would think at some point you would revive if someone was taking your shoes. Yeah, I think you would wake up. Yeah. Someone were pulling something and off I, your feet I, like I that. I was just so gobsmacked because I was just like, dude, like, you can't do that in America. You can't just get on the L and go the wrong way. You got to be more. Apparently, one night he had gone back and forth a couple times, but um, but this one particular time he lost his shoes. Well, I'll be okay if, uh, from a Bulls perspective, if Duran doesn't get to France because. Yeah. He's their leading rebounder, leads all rookies in rebounds, and having a pretty good year for a 19-year-old. I, but I gotta he say, is 19. Don't you think the team has to look a little closer for a guy like I that? I would think that for yeah. a 19-year-old, you have to look yeah. out for him, and this is embarrassing for all parties. That's yeah. a, just an embarrassing Absolutely. travel story. Um, really wild. Um, we know Ian Cunningham, uh, the Bears' assistant general manager, was up for a couple of different jobs. But both of those were filled. Cardinals GM and the Titans GM. Yes. Those jobs were open. Ian yes. Cunningham reportedly interviewed for both, and they went to someone else. So he still is on the market. And if he doesn't take another job, he still is very valuable in Ryan Poles' front office. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, him. you know, listen, I think Ryan Poles, they're friends. He would support him going anywhere that he would go. But the fact of the matter is that – They've been on the trail together. They've got all the draft stuff yeah. together. You would hate to lose a guy like that in the hiring process before the draft, right? You want to make sure that, that continuity is what his, you want yeah. right now. If you believe in the culture, yes. you want to have that continuity. Yes. Can I tell you the story in the NFL that really triggered me yesterday most more than any other? Not, and it wasn't Aaron Rodgers asking himself rhetorical questions and interviewing himself on the Pat McAfee show. All that was amusing more than annoying. Brandon Staley fired his offensive coordinator. Oh, and the and the quarterbacks coach. And the quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Now, you talk about finding a convenient scapegoat. Oh, my God. And a guy that probably didn't deserve to lose his job. Look in the mirror, Brandon Staley. How in the world are you going to blame this on the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach? Justin Herbert is the problem? No, it's the, the – offense is the problem? They didn't run the ball. He wanted to run the ball, and that quarterback coach didn't run the uh, – What? No. You're the head coach. Yeah, what yeah. is that owner doing? You have Sean Payton living in Southern California. Yeah. You've got the budget to afford. There's no salary cap on coaches. What are you thinking? Yeah, you're letting this guy fire his offensive coordinator. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, what do I, the analytics tell you to do? To fire him. Oh yeah, yeah. Those. That's what. And then, let you. me just check the book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fire yeah. the coach. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was it was really the offensive coordinator's fault last year. When they no. <laughs> called, and that yeah, okay, never mind. Brandon Staley, man, that's not good. Well, he started out so well because he was different. Now he just has become, I, I different for another reason. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. And by the way, if you're going to mm-hmm. fire 
your offensive coordinator after losing that game, what happens to Joey Bosa? Because his fit of peak was directly related to believe, them losing that game. I believe he handed him his helmet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you go put this away? <laughs> you got to be careful with those helmets on the sidelines. Like him fetching the helmet was one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. And Joey throwing it a second time was right there with it. So. Yeah. All right. I Very feel good. better now. It just was one of those things. It happens all the time in the NFL. It's just every time it happens, you're like, hey, yeah. head coach, you're in control of more than you're letting on here. You're firing the wrong man. Yeah. Mr. Spanos, wakey, wakey. He's the wrong guy to be firing. All right, we've got uh, Dan and Lawrence joining us next. And Layla. And Layla. It's a Layla Wednesday. Oh, come on. It's wonderful, isn't it? Mully and Hall on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.